0: All right, boom! We are back with the one hundred and tenth edition of the Quarantine Cast. I will be joined by Alberto Trujillo. I uh, probably butchered that last name, um, but he had a he had a huge, uh, huge title fight at CFFFC, CFFC, and uh, won the flyweight strap over Santo Caratolo, who a lot of people have been high on. So, uh, a huge performance by uh, by him. And without further ado, I'll uh, I'll bring him on. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, hi, how's it going? Not too bad. Um, so, how are you feeling, man? Huge win for you um, at for CFFC, and uh, how, how does it feel to get that uh, get that W? Uh,
1: it feels really good. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like you said, uh, some people were hyping them up a lot, and I'm glad I was able to derail that train.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, you were the heavy underdog going into that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did, does it feel a little bit better knowing, like, like I proved all those doubters wrong?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess I really don't pay attention to like if I got doubters or any of that stuff. Uh, I believe in myself. My team believes in me, and then the people that are around me believe in me. So as long as I have them, uh, I'm good to go.
0: You had uh, a long layoff, obviously, with the pandemic and everything. It was uh, a little over a year since we had last seen you back in September of 2019. So, so what was the biggest change for you in that in that time off?
1: Uh. I've been working a lot with Coach Eric Resk, and he's been focusing a lot of, uh, on the grappling, a lot of on the little details. So I was able to improve on my boxing, uh, which I just played a little better this time because the opponent was a little shorter. Usually I end up fighting people that are taller than me, so I have to wrestle them, or at least I feel like I have to wrestle them to even out the playing field. Uh, but I was able to box a little more with Cortello
0: because we were about the same height. Did you? Uh, one of the things I noticed about your fight was the amount of pressure you applied. You were right in his face the entire time. Was that part of the strategy? Like get in there and and, and sh- show your pressure. And is the f- the fact that you do that related to to the fact that you do give up so much size in these fights?
1: Uh, it was the plan, mm-hmm. not specifically for him. But because the coaches know that that's how I fight, I'm a, I'm a pressure fighter, I like to come forward. I never like to back up. And then the reason I do pressure a lot, it is to try to always close the distance.
0: You, uh, you've primarily competed for Combate. For was it different for you to compete for a new, new organization? And what went behind the decision to, uh, to fight for CFFC? Was it the title or what was the, the uh, ultimate reason for, for making that switch?
1: Uh, The ultimate switch was because uh, right now, Combate is not making shows, not putting on shows. CFCC was, and then um, the title was just a plus, really. Uh, I really wasn't too worried about the
0: title. Do you uh, you have goals of going back to Combate once they open things up, or are you you happy there at CFFC?
1: Uh, I'm happy there at CFFC. Uh, I would like to make a UFC debut. Uh, hopefully early next year, if possible.
0: I think that's a I think that's a great point too because that flyweight division right now is really in need of talent uh, in the UFC. They have guys. I think there's a fighter in there, Zaruk Adeshev, who's I think three and two. So I think you know you have a five and one record, very good. Uh, have you considered uh, even competing on the Contender Series or um, uh, the other show, uh, the Ultimate Fighter? Now that they offer that for tabanum weights is that something that you've considered, or would you like a direct shot at the UFC? Uh,
1: I would I would like those. Uh, I would like to compete in the Contender Series. If they if they made a flight weight show, uh, I would definitely get on there. Uh, my coaches and manager have been trying to give me a fight on there. It's just, uh, I guess, because the amount of fights I had or stuff like that, you know how it, it can be. Uh, yep. I haven't been able to get on. So hopefully here soon. I know my manager, uh, TKO, They're they're talking to some of the people out there. So hopefully soon. Uh, I can get
0: a fight in there. Is that the ultimate goal to uh to compete for the UFC or what what was the goal when you uh when you entered the sport? What was the uh, the the ultimate dream in MMA?
1: Get the UFC belt. Definitely. Yeah.
0: With uh with that being said that that flyweight strap is uh I think that fight's happening later this month with Davison and Figueroa and Alex Perez. Don't know how much you know about either one of those guys if you had the opportunity to meet either one. Um but what's your prediction for that fight? Uh
1: I don't know. I, I I haven't looked either. One of them. I know I seen Figueroa when he uh, beat uh, Joseph. Uh, he beat him twice. That's about as much information as I got. on am uh, predictions. Mm. I guess Figueroa takes it because of his power and strength. He yeah, hits pretty hard. It's pretty athletic.
0: I want to talk about your training at Alliance. I mean, they're one of the the best teams. Uh, you know, in, in all of California. They they they've you know guys like dominic cruz have have come out of there how big uh how big has alliance been been for you in your career
1: uh, huge uh you know you're in there with, like you said Dominic cruz uh you always have uh, jeremy Stevens energy I'm learning from people like phil davis uh I get to turn with angela hill uh, my lady Tina Pettigrew, she fights for invicta Lauren who was in the u f c mm it, it really helped me out because um they have a lot of skill. Obviously they have a lot of uh see, come on. a lot of skills and a lot of uh, I can't remember the word I'm trying to think of. But they they they're teaching me a lot too, you know, and they work with me. Um I also trained with uh, Wilson Hayes, who fought for the title at some point. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a really good team. They help me out, I help them out, uh we work as a team, you know.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring up the that I, I noticed a picture of you with with Hilson Hayes and uh, Brandon Moreno. What was that like? I mean, three 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 crazy good flyweights. I mean, like you said, Rays compete for the uh, the belt. Brandon Moreno is probably a fight away from a title shot. So so great group of guys there. And and what's the what was the lesson from from those two?
1: Um, I mean, there's levels to this, right? And then they're at a higher level and. Uh, even though I'm not at their level yet, I'm definitely uh, on the right track, I feel like. Um, yeah, so just got to keep doing what I'm doing, keep going to the gym. And then uh, eventually, if I don't
0: meet them, I uh, hope to pass them someday. You know? Do you feel, do you feel like surrounding yourself with killers really is uh, motivating? Like, I, I can imagine if I went in there and I got beat up day in, day out, um, it eventually just knocked my morale. Like, oh, my God, I'll never get there. Uh, for you, is it is it motivation to see like, oh man, I just I just beat a round, I just beat him for one round. Uh, you know, is, is, these little victories do do they motivate you?
1: Yeah, they they definitely add up. And then the, obviously, I do have my days where I'm like, crap, man, what am I doing? I'm doing something wrong. Am I doing this right or whatever? But then I have to remind myself. Obviously, um, they have been doing this longer than I have. And then they obviously have a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they've been doing this longer than I have
0: and then yeah they have, they have a lot of experience guys like Brandon Miranda
1: there we go there yeah. we go experience that's the word I was looking for Thank you uh, they have a lot of experience right and then like you said uh little victories when I win around when I win just an exchange I'm like all right I got this right and that's how I keep
0: myself moving. When you when you won your last fight you said you felt like you were in his backyard even though you are competing in California what why is that why why do you feel like even though you're you're winning fights in California you feel like you're in the opponent's backyard
1: cuz I'm from Arkansas I'm originally from Arkansas and I, I was raised I was born in Florida and I was raised in Arkansas so even when I do shows in California uh, I really don't know I don't have a huge crowd out here because I don't really know a whole lot of people. So every time I do end up fighting in California, uh, I'll usually fight a local from like San Diego or wherever. And then he has his crowd, right? So usually when I go out to the fights, it's uh, it's always my opponent's crowd. It's hardly ever been my crowd.
0: Even though you're competing and you've been training there your entire, most of your career? Most of the career, yep.
1: It's because uh, it's I, I don't really talk a whole lot. So I don't really make a, a lot of friends. So I don't
0: know. I'm quiet, that's why. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I thought you had a, a tremendous a, a tr- tremendous performance. Uh, I did go back and I watched your Camilo fight. And what was the biggest lesson you, you took from that fight that you applied in your two, fight or your two fights after that?
1: Um, so what happened with Camilo is I got a week and a half notice and then since I hadn't had news about a fight, I felt like I slacked a little bit off of my training, right? And then we had the fight and then I ended up losing. And I'm like, I'm never gonna let this happen to me again, ever. So I made sure that even though if there was no fight notice or a f- upcoming fight, I made sure that I stayed ready in case an opportunity came up. And if it was a day and a half or two days or whatever amount of time they gave me, that I would be ready. And uh, that's
0: that's what changed, really. Do you find it's hard to, to be motivated if there's no opponent on, on a sheet of paper? Like, I find if there's no... If, if I don't know who I'm fighting, how... how I, don't, it's, I find it would be hard to wake up in the morning and go to the gym, you know, where is... Where if, like, if you had an opponent... Who you know is hungry, you know is coming to kill you. I feel like my motivation would be on a whole other level. Do you find it harder to to be motivated when when you don't know when or who you're gonna fight?
1: Uh, not not anymore, cause the uh, Joe Camilo fight. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, remember you got that one loss, man. <laughs> better get your ass up.
0: That being said, I mean, do you have any nagging ish- injuries from your last fight, and how quickly uh, would you be willing to uh, to get back in there? Uh.
1: I just, uh, there was, because I was doing a lot of calf kicks, and there was one where he turned the shin outward, and I ended up kicking the shin, and then, that, that's that been a little swollen since, but I think about another week, and it should be good to go, Um, I would like to take about a month or so to fix some of the things that I saw in there before I started another camp, so if possible maybe in January I
0: would like to get back in there I want to talk about the uh, the early days you had a very successful amateur career um was there a point where you were like maybe I should hold on a little bit longer I mean you had a six fight six fight winning streak as an amateur or you know a lot of guys just jump it and say you know what I'm just going to take some pro fights what was the reason for for taking those six fights
1: um Experience and then I had my co- uh one of the experience from those fights and then uh, I had my coach coach Dayday Day, who we call uh, he just told me it's time to go pro after those six I'm like all right
0: you tell me what to do I'll do it it's funny how guys are like you know whatever coach tells me um, where did you learn that that sort of discipline and, and how did you get into the sport
1: how did I learn that type of discipline. I'm gonna say my mom. My mom definitely disciplined me a lot. She's Mexican, so she was a little bit <laughs> old school. So growing up with her, uh, she was very strict. And then, uh, what was your other question? I forgot.
0: Um. Oh, how did you end up, you know, following the, uh, going down the MMA route?
1: Um. So I started watching UFC, and I think the first fight I saw was uh, Nate Diaz. I can't remember. He got somebody in the triangle, and he started flicking everybody off. Yeah. Do you remember who that was? Yeah, I think it
0: was Kurt. Wasn't it, it wasn't Kurt Pellegrino. I think it might have been Kurt. But I know what you mean. He had the guy in the triangle choke, and then – Yeah, he was
1: flicking everybody off. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. This guy's winning off his back. And then shortly right after, I had a, a friend that showed up to soccer practice because they still play a lot of soccer showed up to soccer practice, and he said, uh, there's a guy coming to our gym that's going to teach uh, UFC. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's I've been wanting to do some of that stuff. And then we showed up to the gym, and it was this old, skinny, o- old man. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm here for the UFC class or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I- I'm doing it. I'm like, you sure? Like, you don't look like much. And then he gave the first class, and then he tapped everybody out and I'm like all right this guy's the real deal and then I just stuck with him for a while his name's uh, Scott Dev- Devlin he was in the army he was an army ranger and then I just stayed with him for about a year before he moved out to do some other stuff and then I just I just stuck with it ever since
0: it's crazy how like when when you hear people's stories about how they they got involved in it and and that's actually probably one of the the weirder ones, where I I just tried it and fell in love and and and, uh, and just kept kept going at it. Um, it's funny because when you think about Mexico martial arts, I think lucha libre and boxing um, usually MMA isn't up there. What do you think it'll take before that really is predominant in, in Mexico? I mean, guys like Cain Velasquez, Efrain Escudero, and Yair Rodriguez are starting to do it, but what do you think it will really take before we see like an influx of Mexican MMA? Um
1: We're probably gonna need a fighter like uh Chavez. I think Julio Cesar Chavez. If we can get something like that in MMA, I think uh Mexico
0: will, will definitely get behind it. Is that your? Would that be a dream of yours too? You know, going and maybe competing in a Mexico. Obviously, right now it's probably not realistic with the with the pandemic and everything. But is would that be something that that you'd like to do somewhere down the line? Maybe a, a UFC card or a Bellator card. Compete in Mexico. Uh, Yeah,
1: I would like to do that. Uh, I don't know how, like I I do have family in Mexico and they they love me and they support me. But everybody else, since I'm not from there, I don't know how they, if they will be behind me or not. So depending on how I act, I guess the next couple of years on my career is uh, whether I get my Mexico crowd behind me or not.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a good point. Uh, if you're fighting a Mexican, you're probably not going to be cheered. Okay. But if you're fighting an American, they'll be behind you, especially if you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I, one of the things about the uh, the Mexican crowds, whether it's in in, in soccer or, or boxing or whatever it is, is is that passion. What do you think separates Mexico's passion for for their athletes from the, the United States? Hmm.
1: I think it's the moms the moms you know, <laughs> yeah the moms i don't know they just do things a little different you know uh i remember my mom for instance when i was growing up she would tell me a lot of stories about her growing up and how hard it was and somehow her pain transfers on to me and then that pain i let it out like for her if that makes sense yeah yeah right because then when I get my hand raised, it's like she's getting her embraced, right? And so I feel like, like, all right, I made her happy, you know? That pain, that all she went through, like, it was worth it for something. At least that's how I feel.
0: Yeah, I have a, my mom's from Spain, so very similar in the way that uh, brought up a lot of, a lot of discipline, but, uh, you know, uh always been uh, mama's boy in terms of whatever I do was for her type thing and and I, I do think that uh, that's something that separates uh, Hispanic moms from a lot of others is the way they the way they discipline the way they they, they bring up their kids and, and and it shows in terms of, of how they uh, how they return the favor for them uh, later on for uh, for people who haven't seen you fight um, who maybe missed your last fight it was remarkable But uh, what would you say – how would you describe your fighting style and who would you relate yourself to, um, someone in the UFC or someone who used to fight in the UFC?
1: Huh. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, What's my fighting style like? I guess no matter how – like I'm willing to take five punches to land one. But I know that once I land that one, that I got you for sure, right? And then once I land one, I know I can land two. Once I land two, I know I'll probably be able to land three. Once I start landing three, I know I got you for sure. Uh, Who would I relate my fighting style to? I don't know. I don't know. I know I used to watch a lot of uh Wanderlei Silva when he was in Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I always wanted to be like him. I know I'm nowhere near him, but I guess he's one of the few that uh what to come inspired me for sure.
0: Hopefully okay. that answers your question. Last uh last question, and I'll let you go. What uh is there any sponsors? Um anyone you want to plug or anyone you want to thank before uh before we cut this?
1: Absolutely. Uh all my coaches at Alliance, MMA, all my training partners at Alliance and Bonita, Martial Arts Academy. Sponsors, I uh, would like to thank Genesis Recovery, San Diego. Uh, Solas Stamp, Debbie Pettigrew with their uh, Debbie Portraits. Casa de Coronado, that's out in TJ, Tijuana. My mom, and there's, uh, she owns this business too. Her business name is Paulitas, Mexican store um fight doc they, they help me put all my um medicals and fight rope and then uh, i just want to make a quick point uh to anybody that's listening out there uh i have a nephew that's in the hospital at the moment he's not doing too well if you guys could please keep him my brother and his wife in uh, your prayers please
0: Thank you uh, once again, man. I know you're going through a hard time. We were supposed to do this a few days ago, so I hope all is well with you and your family. Uh, If there's anything I can do, just let me know. Um, Thoughts and prayers with you all, and uh, man, stay safe out there, and uh, best of luck with your next next fight whenever that happens to be. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. All right, man. All the best. All right. You too. Take care. All right, there you have it, Alberto Trujillo. I appreciate him taking the time. Uh, we were supposed to do this a few days ago. Um, he did, like he said, he had that uh, that family um, had some family issues. Um, hopefully, that gets sorted for him soon. But I've been a fan of his for a little while. If you haven't watched his fight with Santo, I highly recommend it. He is uh, he is very violent, and I love it. Um, and you can expect to see him in the UFC very very soon. If you haven't yet, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys next time.